So the title for today's message is to obey is pleasing to the Lord. To obey is pleasing to the Lord. Let's read 1 Samuel 15th chapter 22nd verse. 1 Samuel 15, 22. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. So here the prophet is replying to the king where he's saying, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or or your obedience to his voice? So your burnt offerings and sacrifices. Do we do offerings and sacrifices today? I doubt we do it. We do offerings. Probably we, we give some kind of money in the form of tithes in churches but what is the lord speaking here today is i'm not pleased with what you're giving me in terms of what you earn in this world but what i'm pleased with is when you listen to my voice when you listen to my word and say yes lord i will give up my weaknesses yes lord i will inculcate your behavior in my life so today when we are talking about God's behavior that we are going to see today, when we really want to listen to the word of God and imbibe that word into our lives and walk according to that word, that is what is pleasing to the Lord. Not the time that we spent in prayers, which are through the lips, not the time we spent in, in, you know, probably reading the Bible, but rather having that Bible on our body is what is pleasing to the Lord. The character that I carry should really show that I know God. The behavior that I have in front of people who don't know God, they should identify the godly nature in me. That is what God wants and that is pleasing to the Lord. So here Samuel is saying obedience is what is pleasing to the Lord. So if you are obeying today, when, I, when we go through the God's behavior, the behavior of the Lord, the behavior of God, if we are deciding, making a decision today that, yes, I want to be like God who has created me and not like the God of this world who has no rights on me, right? So when I have this kind of a decision today, that means I'm obeying to his voice. When God is teaching me not to have anger in my life, when God is teaching me not to have revenge or avengeful attitude towards someone, and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to bless that person. I'm going to forgive this person. I'm going to overcome my anger. This is what is pleasing to the Lord, right? So what we are going to see today is when I start pleasing the Lord, then what would, what would God do? That is when God will show his extremely nature <laughs> in our lives. So God's behavior basically is him being gracious unto us. So the grace of God is giving us one chance to realize and repent. That's the grace that the Father in heaven has given us. That's the grace that, that is actually giving us another chance to relook and re-examine the way we are living today. How much of my life is acceptable to the Lord? How much of my life is pleasing to the Lord? How am I living? And is this life actually representing as if I know God? These are the questions I have to ask myself. If I'm saying I love God, I know God. And I really want to please God, right? These questions should come in front of me. Never think that I am solely, you know, responsible for somebody's betterment or in my life. No, I am just a vessel. He is the one who uses us to 
touch another person's life. So when I'm showing that submission and humbleness, that means I'm representing God there. I'm not giving glory to myself, but I'm giving glory to the Lord. The gracious Lord is going to be happy when we show this kind of submission. That's what it says in 1 Samuel 15, 22. Obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. When a rebuke comes to us, when an instruction is coming to us, whether we like it or not, if I'm receiving it, that means you're submitting to the Lord, not to the man. The, the, the Lord might make you speak come and speak to us but if we can bear that quietly take that blame unwanted blame that comes to us if we can take that quietly then the lord himself will fight the battle what is god teaching us here he's teaching us to be submissive he's saying your submissive nature is what is pleasing to me so give me that battle that 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 hand to fight against your enemies. Give me that, you know, your authority by showing submission to people, right? So when, when we show obedience to the Lord, that is pleasing to him. And when we please God, that is when we will see his gracious and compassionate nature in our life. So the first point today is extremely gracious and compassionate God. Let's see how God actually shows his gracious nature and compassion on his people. As an example, right? Let's go to Jonah 4, chapter 2nd verse. Jonah 4, verse 2. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. This is what God's nature is. His behavior is when we truly repent, he does not want to push people into that punishment that he would have thought of sending into our lives. Here, what Jonah is complaining is when, so the, the whole context here is Lord sends Jonah to tell the people of Nineveh that because of your sins, you are going to be destroyed. So Jonah is a prophet who takes this message from the Lord and goes to the people, go, goes to the people of Nineveh and informs them that this is what God wants to do with you all. He wants to destroy you all. The moment the people of Nineveh listen to this, hear this message from the prophet, without any questions, they immediately repent. They humble themselves. They don't complain. They don't question, but rather just submit to the Lord and say, forgive me, forgive us. We do not want to be destroyed by the, the Lord of heavens. When they truly repent, that's when God makes a decision that I will not destroy these people because they have heartfully repented. So when God makes this decision, this upsets Jonah. And the reason why he is upset is because the Lord sent Jonah to go and give a message but when people relented, sorry, people repented, then God said, okay, these people are repenting and I want to forgive them. That, did, that was not going well with Jonah because his ego was hurt there. He did not like what God was doing where people were sinning, but because of repentance, God was forgiving them. However, what Jonah actually reveals here is he reveals the true nature of the Lord. He says, I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. This is the nature of the Lord. So how does this apply to me? If you ask me, when I am playing 
my role in somebody's life let me not hold back grudges on people of what they have done let me not justify my actions because of people and the way they are right when the lord when god is gracious he is merciful and compassionate he wants us to have this kind of nature show mercy on people have compassion towards people and don't get angry for small things don't get angry at all if you ask me here god is slow to anger but we should stay away from anger because we don't know how to handle the anger that comes to us and he is filled with unfailing love this unfailing love of god does not have expectations when people of nineveh repented god did not expect them to follow him he just saw that truly they were repenting for their sins and he 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 gave them another chance that is the grace of god when we show love towards someone what is it that we are expecting back from them let's check we want to be valued we want to be given some kind of value in the other person's life when we show love to them isn't it we want to be satisfied by the way the other person reciprocates if the reciprocation is not there then we get upset we get sad we feel bad we get hurt and that's where the root of all the problems come come into our life the unfailing love of god is way different from the love that is in this world it can be the love between parents and children it can be love between wife and husband it can be love between siblings friends anybody that love that is found in this world is way 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 different from the way god shows love upon each one of us we can check ourselves today am i really worthy of the love that god is showing me am i really worthy of the way he has brought me out of my sadness am i really worthy of him giving me another chance to realize and repent these are the questions i put to myself right when god's nature is you know gracious and compassionate why is it that i am not able to show mercy upon people why is it that i am not able to have same kind of compassion that god is having on me when we do lord's prayer we say forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us so when am i really forgiving others am i telling the lord that i am able to forgive others so you also forgive me in the same manner am i clear enough in my prayer we need to cross examine because lamentations 340 says examine your ways can we read lamentations 340 it mm-hmm. says examine your ways and turn towards the lord this is this is the major reason for all of us to really sit and read the scriptures listen to the sermons and really otherwise we will just keep wasting the days of our life without having a transformation in us can you read that debi mm-hmm. lamentations 340 instead let us test and examine our ways let us turn back to the lord yeah test and examine our ways and turn towards the lord lord which means when i'm testing and examining i will know that i am not perfect when i test and examine my life i will know that i am not as merciful as god is i am not compassionate like god is i am not able to forgive the way god is able to forgive my own understanding will never let me clear out the burdens of my heart my own understanding will never help me understand the way god wants me to examine myself what is more important when we are listening to the sermon is a deep conviction has to happen within us and when that conviction is happening to us we have to be able to put that into action okay today i realize yes i am unable to forgive someone 
right? The immediate action that I should take is I should go and ask that person to forgive me because I haven't forgiven that person till now. And bless that person. So take, take, taking that action is very important. And that is what it says. That is what it means when it says test, examine, turn. You test, you examine and you turn towards the Lord. If these three steps are not happening, we are not really getting the benefit in our life. Just testing and examining and stopping there will not help. We have to turn towards the Lord, which means we have to inculcate this behavior of the Lord. Let's go to Exodus 34.7. <laughs> Exodus 34, verse 7. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. Yes. We have to be careful about this. He says, I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. What it means is when I'm testing and examining, if I realize that there is a sin in me, there is a problem in me, there is a nature in me which is not like that of God, and I do not transform myself, but continue to live in that same nature, then I will be called guilty. And when I am in guilt, God will not excuse me. The same Lord, the same God who is gracious and compassionate will not forgive me if I am not able to realize and overcome my weaknesses. And he says, this will continue to work throughout our generations. Even the children in the third and fourth generation will continue to have this punishment that I have actually sown the seed for. And this is the truth. We don't need to get scared when we are listening to this verse rather than raising questions that Lord Jesus Christ has come and all this is erased we would rather should examine and say, Lord, I don't want to be found guilty by you. I want to overcome this sin that I am continuously doing in my life. I don't want to have the same kind of weakness in me and then say, I know God. Rather, I want to give up on this weakness. I want to make this decision, Lord. I need your help. Holy Spirit God, give me the strength to stand firm on the decision that I'm making. Simple. This, this kind of wisdom will come only when we have the Spirit of the Lord in us. You know, when we hear the word of God, when we hear the truth, there is always the mind that keeps running in us, telling us logic to reason out why this is not true, why I should not receive it. But if you listen to your heart and take the help of the Holy Spirit, God, you will clearly understand what God is helping me today. Where is God leading me towards? <clears throat> when I heard this verse today, Exodus 34, 7, and realized that here God is actually giving me peace. So let's say I have a sin in me and I'm listening to this word and saying, okay, there is a sin inside me. This is true. So God is saying, come out of it. So if I come out of it, am I gaining peace? Yes, I am gaining peace. So why not just throw that out of my life and gain the peace rather than having discussions over the word of God? Let's not waste time in unwanted discussions. That's, that is what Paul had told Timothy and Titus. If you read the books of Timothy and Titus, you will clearly see where Paul has told them, do not waste your time in unwanted discussions and debates. 
rather focus on your individual development your relationship with god you know when we are transforming our lives we are actually building our relationship with god we are saying lord i want you to be my friend lord i want you to be my mother and father lord i want you to be everything for me this is how we are communicating to the lord our transformation itself will become a prayer to the lord you know that when we show our willingness in transforming show wholehearted willing nature in our lives to say yes lord i don't want to have this lying nature in me i don't want to have anger not you and and for that i'm going to give up my weaknesses you are my god you have created me my weakness has not created me my weakness is actually destroying me my weakness is actually taking away the peace that you have given me my weakness is leading me towards destruction i don't want to have relationship with that weakness which is destroying me and my peace but rather i want to have relationship with you this is what we are conveying when we accept rebuke and this we are conveying to the lord he can hear you know now when we are all sitting together here and in our hearts when you are listening to me each one of us in our hearts whatever you are speaking he can hear whatever we are speaking in our heart saying yes lord this is true i i did not give up my anger completely i continue to have assumptions in my head i continue to have expectations i get into self pity unwantedly i i have bitterness in my heart lord i don't want to have this you know if this is what you are speaking right now in your hearts he can hear he will send help and how will he send help through the word he will say come back to me i'm here for you if the world may reject you but i'm there for you your sickness will bother you but i can give you comfort come to me why do you want to have grudges on people why do you want to have bitterness in your heart where it is actually destroying your peace this is what god is saying by having love towards one another you are establishing peace not only in your life but you are establishing peace amongst the people around you that's why god is saying don't be found guilty by me come out of it come come to me i will clean you i will cleanse you completely let's use this time that we are spending together with the lord in a wise manner he really wants each one of us to be happy you know in all our sickness and weaknesses he is with us trust me he is in control don't get worried about what is happening to this physical body this body will perish but the soul that the god is giving us the strength he is giving to our spirit that will never perish and that's the supply that we are getting right now if you are in low spirit because of whatever reasons get up he has given us the strength he is in control 2 chronicles 2017 can you read devi second chronicles 2017 but you will not even need to fight take your positions then stand still and watch the lord's victory he is with you o people of juda and jerusalem do not be afraid or discouraged go out against them tomorrow for the lord is with you go out against your unwanted thoughts that are coming into your head go against those fears that are laying in your heart for years together right now these fears are only pulling us down god is saying you will not need to fight take your positions and then stand still and watch the lord's victory he is victorious here is he saying if or but no he is giving a statement he is saying watch the lord's victory 
if only you can believe that god is victorious today we will go back with a smile we will go back saying that my lord is with me what can happen to me nothing nothing by any means shall harm you this is the covenant that god has given to each one of us let's read luke 10 chapter 19 verse luke 10:19 look i have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them nothing will injure you nothing by any means will injure you when he is on our side he is victor he is victorious and when he is having that victory in his hand what can come and destroy us remember never go down this body cannot take control of our heart let your heart ask your body to keep quiet you control your body and mind don't let your mind and body control you ask that body to keep quiet and sit down and tell your body that god is in control speak to your body speak to your sickness speak to your sorrow speak to your depression speak to your situation tell the situation listen i think you don't recognize that my lord is in control he has to go he has to flee the enemy cannot come and be our family member he cannot even be a guest we have to take this kind of decisions because our father is alive he is gracious and compassionate he wants to be with us he wants to show mercy he does not want to reject us let's read psalms 103 9 to 13 um 103 9 to 13 He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. If you read the 12th verse, he says, he has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Then why is it that we are bringing our weaknesses into our lives so close that we continue to sin? when god has completely taken that off if you read the 10th verse he does not punish us for all our sins he does not deal harshly with us as we deserve this is so true if we examine our life and test our hearts is my heart clean is my heart pure does this heart not think anything wrong about another person is this not is this heart not very quick in judging others the words that are coming out of my heart are they the words of blessing or words of cursing we have to examine test 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 and see the unfailing love that god has the compassionate and merciful lord today is examine and test check the way we think check the way we speak are these acceptable to the lord when we have a situation what is the kind of thoughts that are running in our heart when we have a situation in our life are we able to have the same kind of happiness and joy when there is a good thing that's happening in our lives these are the things that we have to verify 
because god does not want us to change according to the situation but rather god wants us to become more stronger more faithful during a situation and it's good to have a situation it's good to have sickness it's good to have a problem it's good to have a situation in our life because that is when the happiness of our hearts and the smile on our faces is seen by the devil and that's lord's victory we have to know the the measure of our faith and and for us to know that measure the situation will occur that's why when i see the reports of what the doctors say from this world i don't believe them i say my doctor is he he is my doctor he is my heavenly father he he has created the sicknesses he knows the medicine let him do the healing i'm not going to believe what people are saying people have not created me people have not created my life people have not created my happiness and my peace god has given me everything so let him decide what has to be done with me lord i keep everything in your hands take control of everything and that is when that is when we will see how he will start showing his presence in our life you want to see lord in your situation this is how you will call out to chronicles 2017 i will stand still lord you fight the battle and you're victorious victory is ours when god is with us who can be against us nobody can stand nobody can stand against us the way the situation has come it has to run and vanish from our lives let's read psalms 112:4-6 psalms <clears throat> 112:4-6 light shines in the darkness for the godly they are generous compassionate and righteous good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly such people will not be overcome by evil those who are righteous will be long remembered men this is true goodness should not be because people should recognize it goodness should be with your heart integrity of your heart is very important i don't want to be called good that's why i don't want to behave good but rather irrespective of what people would think about me i want to do good i want to be good from my heart i don't want to tell 100 people that i'm praying for them but rather i can sit here and i can bless a person in my life i can desire that a person should be happy whether that person is related to me or not i will still want him or her to be happy that is goodness and this goodness will actually go far off in our life here it says in sixth verse those who are righteous will be long remembered people will remember that this person no matter what kind of situation she had or he had she always did right things she she was never biased he was never biased they did not show partiality they always did that which was right people should remember us for the righteous behavior of ours this is this is what god wants from each one of us he wants us to have his behavior his behavior is never biased never partial no matter what the other person is thinking about me i will continue to bless that person even if that person does not require me i will continue to bless that person and be in that person's life i won't expect that person to give me a value i will give them a value i will honor that person that person need not honor me i don't i don't not need to show an authority on anybody no only he has authority on me or anyone around me so what am i supposed to do always humble and 
always respect the other person, whether they are small or big. It doesn't matter. This is godly nature. In this nature, there is no expectation. There is no cunningness. There is no wickedness. There is no hypocrisy in godly nature. When we have this kind of behavior in us, and we start listening to the word of God and his instructions and say, okay, Lord, I don't want to have expectations in my life anymore. If a person loves me, I will say, thank you, Lord. If a person does not love me, I will still say, thank you, Lord. I won't feel bad if another person does not like me. I won't get upset if somebody does not give me respect but I will continue to give respect. I will continue to show love and compassion. And I will continue to pray for those who hate me. <clears throat> I will continue to seek God's help to bless a person. The unforgiving nature in, in each one of us, let's examine today. Have we really forgiven a person? Have we really forgiven a person like the way God has forgiven? We need to examine this point. And when we start doing these things, when we continue to behave in the way God behaves with us, you know what will happen? He will relent from doing that which he wanted to do. He will relent from doing harm to us. Second point, relents from doing harm. Let's read Hosea 11, chapter 8 and 9 verses. We are in the second point. Hosea 11. And nine. Hosea 11, 8 and 9. Yeah. Okay. Oh, how can I give you up, Israel? How can I let you go? How can I destroy you like Adma or demolish you like Zeboim? My heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. No, when, I will not. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I will not unleash my fierce anger. I will not completely destroy Israel, for I am God and not a mere mortal. I am the Holy One living among you, and I will not come to destroy. This is the heart of the Lord. When we truly confess our sins and say, Lord, I have so many unclean attributes in my heart. I have so much of filth inside me. I have unwanted thoughts which are not acceptable to you. These are in me, Lord, and you are making me worthy of at least being treated by you. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to have these things anymore. When I start repenting, when I accept, repent and transform, that is when God will think in this way to, to about all of us. You know what he will say? Oh, how can I give <clears throat> that Israel is our name. He's saying, how can I give you up, Jaya? How can I let you go? I have waited for you, my prodigal son. I have waited for you to return to me. You did not know me, but I knew you. Even while you were placed in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I have been waiting for you to come to me. After so many years when you have come to me, how will I let you go? He doesn't give up on us. Trust me. He'll wait. You know, this period of grace is his waiting for each one of us to transform into the way he wants us to be like him. This is grace, where he is saying, I won't give up on you. I have found you. I won't let you go. I won't let you go. I won't point out fingers at you and say, you are a sinner. No, 
rather i will say come out of this sin come near me i'll give you strength i'll give you the spirit of the lord i'll give you the energy i will give you the strength to overcome he saying how can i destroy you like adma or demolish you like zeboim my heart is torn within him within me god when we actually repent this is what happens to the lord when we shed tears repenting he is crying even more than us he sends people for help each one of our lives let's examine and see it's not our choice that we took we made today but he is the one who has attracted each one of us towards him he was there right next to us to wipe our tears when you're sick and you're coughing he is actually comforting you when your temperatures are going up he is comforting you he's right next to you he's making you get that rest that you need he's making sure you are in peace even if you're coughing that's the way he takes care of us nobody can take care of us like that like the way he can this is truth i'm not making up stories this is the truth you know the days to come we are going to see terrible times terrible extremely terrible times mm-hmm. we won't find peace around us but trust me those who lean on him those who are understanding today's world those who are receiving today's word you will find peace and comfort that will come from him it's not theory this is practicals <clears throat> this is practical life speak to your sicknesses speak to your situations tell that you have the most powerful extremely gracious and compassionate god with you who will relent from doing any harm if i repent wholeheartedly that's what he says in the 10th verse 9th verse he says no i will not unleash my fierce anger i will not completely destroy israel for i am god and not a human being i will warn you i will remind you to turn away from your sins otherwise you will have to face punishment but i will not push anger on your lives i am not like human beings that's what god is saying here for i am the holy one living among you and i will i will not come to destroy he has not come to destroy anybody if you re- remember in ezekiel it says i think 34 18 he says i did not want even a single wicked person to be destroyed then how much more are those who show obedience and repent and turn towards god let's read jeremiah 18 chapter first verse onward <clears throat> jeremiah 18 starting at verse 1 The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, "Go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there." So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay and started over. Okay, can you stop there, Debbie? Mhm. What was the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped so he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over this is what god is doing with each one of us when he is speaking because of our own understanding we receive the word in the way it should not have been received so when we do not receive the word of god in the right way and apply into our lives he doesn't give up he'll come back again he'll say okay let me start over again 
let me tell this child that i am merciful i am compassionate basics the reason why every week we we hear about transforming we hear about examining we hear about giving up is because that potter he who wanted to make a pot in the way he desired it's not coming out that's why he is crushing when he is crushing what does that mean crushing that, that word mean when he says crushed it means he is humbling you he is teaching us by rebuking disciplining so when when he says he is crushing he is actually crushing the ego pride the self righteousness in us and he is reminding us that listen this ego pride and the self righteousness that you have is not my nature lord jesus christ when he came into the world he did not have ego he did not have pride neither did he proclaim himself to be righteous isn't it the very nature that he exhibited is for all of us to learn from that life that he showed he gave glory only to the father in heaven he called the father in heaven to be all righteous he never said i have no sin in me but rather father gave that testimony about lord saying there is no sin in my child this is my beloved son whom i am pleased with is what the father spoke the son never told himself that he is good right that is what god is say, telling each one of us when he is crushing he is crushing the flesh the body this body that carries assumptions dirty thoughts you know you may have 99 great attributes in your life but one wrong attribute is going to destroy all that 99 attributes that you have gained it's like you know there there is a garbage truck that passes from front of your house the smell from the garbage truck can destroy the fragrance that is spread in your house isn't it one small dead fly can destroy the whole strength of the perfume this is there in ecclesiastes i think 8th or 9th chapter <clears throat> you can read one bad character can destroy all the goodness in us so god wants to crush that one bad character he does not want to make anything imperfect which means we can be perfected lord jesus christ showed how one can become perfect and we all can achieve that this is the journey that we are making towards becoming perfect let's read the fifth verse now jeremiah 18 verse 5 then the lord gave me this message o israel can i not do you do to you as this potter has done to this clay as the clay is in the potter's hand so are you in my hand he is telling each one of us today o israel put your names there he is saying my child can i not do to you as this potter has done can i not do to you can you become that clay that clay is us it's not everything it's not it's not that you can really shape up a pot out of every kind of clay there is a special clay that is needed to make a pot isn't it so we are those chosen you remember john 1516 can we read john 1516 once i'll come back here john 15 verse 16 You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is that clay. Each one of us 
have not come because we want to come he has attracted us towards him he has chosen each one of us he has made us that deserving clay to be molded molded by him through his hands if you if you can read john 17 chapter later read that very carefully it says i'm not praying for the world but i'm praying for those whom you have consecrated and given to me which means god knows who are his children and through us he wants to attract many more so if we can become that clay in his hands he let him crush us let him show the weaknesses in our lives let him do what he wants to desire through the calling that he has given to each one of us nobody is big or small nobody is special here all of us are being fed by that shepherd my sheep hear my voice and we are his sheep of the pasture and we can hear his voice because he has decided that he wants to lead us go back to jeremiah uh, 18 chapter now mhm mm jeremiah 18 we were in now uh, which verse we read 5 and 6 Yeah, seventh verse. Okay. If I announce that a certain nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, am I, I in the right verse? Yes. Yeah. But then that nation renounces its evil ways. I will not destroy it as I had planned. Mm. Continue, Debbie. And if I announce that I will plant and build up a certain nation or kingdom, but then that nation turns to evil and refuses to obey me, I will not bless it as I said I would. Eleventh hmm. verse. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Jeremiah, go and warn all Judah and Jerusalem. Say to them, "This is what the Lord says: I am planning disaster for you." instead of good so turn from your evil ways each of you and do what is right when we hear this word today the 11th verse when god is saying i'm planning disaster for you instead of good so turn from your evil ways each of you and do what is right now the way i receive this is if we really have the spirit of the lord with us we he will give us the right way of understanding a lot of times what i have observed is people saying this is all over this is old testament this is no more applicable this is no more valid but what i say to myself is this is the word of god whether it is old testament whether it is new testament it is applicable to my life and i want to know how this is applicable to my life first thing and when i go with that intent and sit down and start understanding the word the mystery behind this word is when god sends a warning what he wants me to understand is when he gives me a warning if i say yes lord i have sinned against you and repent and turn towards him then what would he do that that is what is in 7th and 8th verse now i'll go back to jeremiah 187 here if i announce that a certain nation or kingdom is to be uprooted torn down and destroyed but then that nation renounces its evil ways i will not destroy it as i had planned when god is gracious compassionate he's saying listen this is what i am not liking your constant behavior you continue to sin in this area i want you to give up otherwise i will send a disaster upon you and then i say lord no i don't want to face your anger i cannot give me one chance lord i want to come back then he will say okay i'll not do what i wanted to do this is the compassionate heart of god the forgiving nature the father 
forgives and forgets he does not want to remember what i have been in the past all that he wants to see is what i am today today what is my confession today how i want to be received by the lord is all in my hands if i continue to just listen to the word and walk away that's when this wrath of god is what i will taste when god is with me nobody can be against me if this is what i'm believing then i will always have a heartful repentance willingly i will accept my mistakes not because i want to be blessed but rather i want to win that relationship of god i want to build that relationship with god each one of us let's let's really give our hearts to build relationship with god let's not run for god and prayers and blessings you know just because we need something in our life no all that will follow what what we all have to focus is building that relationship with my father in heaven he is a father to each one of us am i having have i established that relationship with, with my father is what i'm supposed to look at and what i'm supposed to build if i don't understand this then it's useless sitting and listening to the word of god useless reading the bible useless about the prayers that i conduct my heart should always say he is my father i want that relationship of a daughter and a son with my father we can just sit wherever we are and say father god my lord my dad this is the sin i have in me this is the one i want to give up today these are the thoughts wrong thoughts that i get when i'm all alone this is the life you have given why do i have suicidal thoughts why do i get depressed why am i having fear in me in in our lives please recollect where we have said i want to die i don't want to live anymore i'm fed up of this life recollect the statements today let's cancel them because those statements are very powerful they are waiting in the realm to attack us which means even a smallest heartbreak that will come and attack you we have to clear the realm today and break it what are those negative statements we have pronounced on our lives let's rethink recollect and cancel them today when father wants to establish each one of us why are we not able to understand that heart he does not want to do any harm trust me <clears throat> the famine that comes into the world can do no harm to us when we are in that obedience to please the lord that's the love he has for each one of us let's focus on that love that god wants to give us today this is the grace with which god wants to treat us today let's realize let's recollect where we have spoken unwantedly things that shouldn't have been uttered where we 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 have cursed our our lives or probably we have cursed others let's examine last verse matthew 12 chapter 41 matthew 12 41 the people of nineveh will stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah now someone greater than Jonah is here but you refuse to repent let's not be in this statement today when lord jesus christ the word of god itself has come to us today 
if we are not getting into the repentance but rather just ignoring the word that is coming to us giving reasonings that oh i haven't done anything like this i did not speak anything like this i did not do anything wrong in my life let's not be self righteous if the word is coming to us for sure we are speaking to the past that is following us today let's realize and repent knowingly unknowingly we would have uttered words that have been curses that are following us let's break them today that's what he is saying the people of nineveh will stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it who is getting the authority the people of nineveh what did they do the moment the prophet jonah came and told them that if they don't repent they will be destroyed immediately they showed repentance said yes we have been sinning we don't want to get into the wrath of god today we want to repent the moment they did that they were forgiven now someone greater than jonah who is that someone greater than jonah lord jesus christ who is nothing but the word that's coming out of the father's mouth lord jesus christ is the word when the father said let there be light that is lord jesus christ when he has come today let's not refuse to repent let's not harden our hearts let's not show rebellious nature he is saying your rebellion i will forgive your sins and iniquities i will forgive but i will not forgive if you continue to remain to be guilty that means if i am not repenting for my mistakes today i will be called guilty by god and he does not want you know when when we refuse to repent when we refuse to accept our mistakes when we refuse to receive the word of god that means we are filled with pride and ego that's why it doesn't allow us to accept it gives reasonings explanations oh i i said that because she behaved like this i spoke like this because they said this you know when we give explanations and reasonings we are actually hurting ourselves we are not hurting anybody it's a very sad thing that we tend to give explanations when a correction is given to us but you know what is the wisest thing to do if you all like it please start following it from today onwards whether you like it or not i would say take this statement that i'm going to make now when a correction comes to us irrespective of who is giving let's just receive it Let's just receive it. No explanations, no reasoning, no justification. Okay, I'll not do this. Okay, I'll not behave like this. Okay, I won't get angry. Let's just receive it because in this receiving, let's say if I haven't done anything and another person has come and told me something or blamed me for nothing that I have done. god is with you let him fight the battle what god is teaching us today is keep quiet stay silent if another person is blaming you accusing you insulting you humiliating you judging you take it with a smile because the lord wants to fight the battle you don't have to fight So let's give it to our father in heaven and this is pleasing to the lord this is pleasing to the lord and when we do that which is pleasing to the lord that is when his gracious and compassionate heart will come in our lives when we can have that gracious and compassionate heart of the father in our life just imagine how wonderful our lives will be so much of peace will be flowing in our lives the other person who has come and blamed us 
will lose their peace because we have taken it quietly the other person who who has come and insulted us will will actually lose their peace because we didn't react we just silently accepted it let's confuse people around us by being quiet this is what god wants to wants all of us to do let's not react he's saying you don't react you keep quiet i'll take care of people who are judging you who are causing problems in your life who are pointing out fingers at you who are backbiting who are gossiping about you who are slandering about you who are unwantedly pointing out fingers at you and your life without knowing what your you are or what your life is i'll take care of all of that today this is the assurance that god is giving each to each one of us all the hurts all the insults and humiliations he has it with him let him take care he is very possessive about each one of us right we are his possession he is a jealous god somebody comes and talks about his children he will not spare them so let the battle belong to the lord and let's give control to him right let's go with this positive happy note saying when god is with me who can be against me speak to your sickness speak to your illness we will not believe in the report that the doctor is giving from this world but i will believe in the report that my father has given about me right that's being faithful to him